Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Tennessee Titans fans, welcome to this all new podcast. My name is Asherati and I'm joined by Tyler Whipple. We're thrilled to bring you an all-new, thought-provoking podcast that talks all things Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Talking Two-Tone. I'm Tyler Whipple. Hey, Asher Roddy, and we're really excited for this week, coming off a big win, going up against a big rival coming up. Asher, what's your thoughts on that big win over the Jags this week? Defense was smothering. Urban Meyer's... You know, Urban Meyer's on the hot seat year one. His team is terrible. He's a terrible coach. Um, that organization just seems lost to me. Um, offense did enough to win, in my opinion. Uh, defense is just relentless, though. Um, they did everything right. Yeah, you, you talk about the offense doing enough. The key thing the offense didn't do was turn the ball over this week, and we didn't turn the ball over – and we talked about that going into the week, that that would be key. Um, zero turnovers, that's the Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans, I'm used to and I've become accustomed to watching. It's just kind of tough seeing them turn the ball over. We've had this year, and uh, they're putting them in bad situations. But they didn't do that this week. I was looking at the stats um, from the game, the team stats. It's kind of concerning how our office has played. We only had 263 yards total yards. That's not going to get it done next week. Uh, got to be better on offense. We can't turn it over uh, for sure, but we've got to we've got to get in that three hundred to four hundred range because they've got a tremendous defense. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think I, a lot a lot of this um, has to do with I feel like this was a game to get a feel for how the offense was going to move with Julio Jones in there. It was going to be, you know, it, people expected him to come in there, myself included, to come in there and just. Being, being there on every single play. But then I started thinking as the game went on, what's the point? We're playing the Jaguars. What, what's the point? And as the game started to progress, I was like, Julio really doesn't even need to be in here. Because, I mean, right. the, the, offense, the offense kind of molded towards the way the game was going to go, in my opinion. Like, I didn't think – and it's a dangerous game to do this – but I feel like, you know, the offense kind of just knew that the Jaguars gave up. We broke them, I guess, in a way. Like, we broke their will. As Bane, Bane said to Batman, he was like, I was wondering if it would break first, your spirit or your body. And then, you know, he breaks his back. But, like, but you know, I, I feel like we just broke their spirit and their body when we got that opening possession and just went and scored a touchdown. They're like, fuck, this game again. Yeah, well, we really broke them with Trevor Fox's mistakes and a few of the receivers. So bad for the guy. We was talking about that during the game. He's just he's just in a really bad situation. You know, 
I feel like if he would have went anywhere else, he'd be a really productive quarterback in his rookie year. But they, they just have wasted this talent from him. Um, but I, you talked about earlier that the, the game didn't mean a lot. Maybe this was a get-right game, another an extra bye week, if you will. If you look at the Rams, they beat the Jaguars last week off a two- or three-game skid, and they looked really good the week after against the Cardinals, if, you, if anybody watched last night. Uh, they got that win, and I think that puts them back in right, – a game back of Arizona in that division. So the Rams are right back in the thick of things. So maybe the Titans did the same thing, got a nice up- – shutout victory defense got a lot of confidence now but maybe the titans are gonna go ahead and do the same thing next week with another impressive field so maybe jaguars or they get right the team this year so yeah they're, they're terrible they're a lost organization trevor lawrence is just waste is gonna be wasted over there if he keeps i mean and i feel bad for him because you know it's his rookie year expectations are high on him. First-year coach and Urban Meyer, you know, all of the expectations and all of the blame are going to go rightfully onto Urban Meyer. But, you know, and then who do you think is going to hear from Urban after that kind of shit? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Like, because they're, they're both rookies at this. Like, Urban Meyer has never been an NFL head coach. Well, what about the handshake with uh, Vrabel at the end? How old he was, the handshake? I thought these I know. Um, as you know, he's been on his staff twice, and I'm kind of like, did you notice the handshake at the end of the game? I did, and I think I have an explanation. I think it's when Vrabel pulled all the starters out on defense. Hmm. Okay, maybe. Well, uh, why don't we get our players hurt in the shutout game here? So, I mean, hey, you know, but that's hearsay. It is what it is, but let's go on to um, who's eligible to return this week, Asher? What do you got? Oh, man, I've got quite the list here. Um, we're going to start off with a big one in uh, Bud Dupree. Uh, golly, wouldn't it be awesome if he just came back uh, against the Patriots to – or not the Patriots, the Steelers, sorry. And then I believe Chris Jackson is eligible to come back this week. Um, mm-hmm. I believe David – I have a good feeling David Long will be playing this week. Unless I mean, there's no reason – why they wouldn't have put him on IR if he was going to miss more than four weeks. Um, and if they didn't think the injury was that serious or that severe, because he hasn't been placed on IR all season. Right. You know, that rule that rule where you get placed on the on the list twice, you're done for the year. We saw it with McCaffrey. Um, we saw it with Darrington Evans for us, who's just been a waste of a pick. Um, but, no, so those are the two I'm really looking for. Um, I, I – there are a couple of other really, really good players on, and I'm, I'm having, I'm drawing a blank here on it, but from the top of my head, I believe that Bud Dupree could come back, Chris Jackson could come back, um, David Long could come back, and I feel like those three right there would be just crucial for us. Right, and it is. It's kind of a sad situation that you can't think of all the starters and premier depth that we have that <laughs> can't come back. It's hard to think of the guys you know that's obvious this week this this is the what we're dealing with with injuries this year this year so yeah um those guys are gonna be big this week uh really need i've got a feeling this is gonna be a defensive slugfest between the Titans and Steelers it's always usually is these two teams going back to the McNair George days this has always been for us and we're struggling Heinz Field but we'll get on to the preview earlier later on the episode but oh Jack uh, Rabbit Jack Rabbit sorry Jack, Jack Rabbit, Rabbit. 
that's a lot of corner depth coming back. Uh, so we really need those guys coming back and be healthy for this week. Steelers going to run the ball. Uh, the offensive line is not really good at run blocking. So we uh, we got to be prepared for that, and that's that's big. Uh, these guys uh, need to get in there and get some little chemistry for the playoff run we're going to have here soon. So, um, but other than that, you got this. Those four guys are big for us. But the news about Derrick Henry is really good news. And Asher, go ahead and uh, let the audience hear about that. It is fucking sexy is what it is. All right, let's break down this scenario for you, right? Derrick Henry goes out week eight against the Colts, and he plays on a broken fifth metatarsal, a.k.a. Jones fracture, in the entire game. Doesn't come out. First of all, what a beast. Second of all, Adam Schefter, you're getting called out in this fucking podcast. Adam Schefter, you little rat, you little weasel. Adam Schefter on Monday morning. See, this is the problem with major sports media trying to cover small market teams. Adam Schefter had no interest in getting the story right. He had interest in getting the the story out first. Adam Schefter reported that Derrick Henry had potentially season-ending surgery. First of all, that's too vague of, of, of a report. You can't just send that shit out. You better get your fucking facts straight, Adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. All right. And so the second part of this list, second part of it is Ian Rappaport actually did a damn good job of reporting. I want to shout out Ian Rappaport. All right. He came out as soon as Adam Schefter posted that. And then he waited and waited and waited instead of trying to be first in line and cutting corners like Adam Schefter does because he's a little Michigan alumni. So if you could guess who his alleged source is, is Taylor Lewan. And I don't think Taylor Lewan would ever say anything to Adam Schefter about Titans football. But Aaron Rappaport did his job. He said it is a typical six to ten week injury, right? So ten weeks, if you count in the bye week, would be would make it to where he would be eligible to come back against the Dolphins, all right? And then so that's ten weeks maximum, right there, ten weeks. And then if they want to give him an extra week of rest, he could play against the Houston Texans, right? So that report right there means that either one the report that Ian Rappaport again reiterated on. He came out this past week, and for those of you that don't know, and said that Derrick Henry is expected to be a, be ready for the playoffs or a Week 18 winner your end situation. So that either conf- it both conflicts with with Diana Rossini's report about him coming back in January and Adam Schefter's initial bullshit report that Derrick Henry was out for the year. So either way, good news: we're getting the King back, fresh legs. 10 weeks rest maximum, eight weeks rest, whatever, who cares? He's coming back. He's going to be fresh for the playoffs, and he's going to be pissed off. I know, so, a lot yeah. of, I know a lot of Titans fans won't be happy with maybe what I'm going to say, but I hope uh, – I mean, maybe they will be happy with this. I kind of hope King comes back for the Texans game, go ahead and gets his annual 250 against him so he can break that 1K for this year. And, uh, and we kind of put the stranglehold on – or we may need that game for the division. I mean, not the excuse, not the division, but the number one seed. So I kind of hope he comes back for that one game. That way, he gets his he gets a little few hits in, gets back in the game speed, going into the playoffs. You get that we get that one game against the Texans. We win that game, and we get the one seed. You know, this is all um, looking ahead, way ahead. Of, there's a lot of things that could happen, but then he gets another bye week anyway. So that'd be really nice to see him come back and get that, you know, because he always goes for 250 at least once against the Texans every year, right? So I'd like to see oh, yeah. him come back and get that and get that thousand yards this year. And, you know, he might end up second or third most yards in the league from that game. So, and then 
we could secure that one seed and he get another bye week anyway. So I think it makes a lot of sense for him to come back to the Texans game. But that's just me looking as a fan. You know, my Vrabel and the staff, they're going to do the, the most they're going to do to protect the guy. I mean, it wasn't if they made him the season. Because that's how the season. So, and since he's been there, you know, he makes sure the guys are not playing extremely hurt. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, it, it is big news. We're really excited. Really wanting the King to come back. And I think if we get really fully healthy, guys, if we get that one seed, this might be the year to push for the Super Bowl. I'm being honest. And I, I'm not trying to get too high because I know there's an inevitable down when you're a Tennessee sports fan. But I really think this team could win the Super Bowl this year with this culture mentality that they have and with a full, healthy squad. It's, it's really possible. I agree. I agree with everything you just said right there. I, I, I wouldn't be bothered one bit if Derek didn't suit up you know, but for 10 carries against the Texans and he gets the 63 yards he needs to get to a thousand. I wouldn't care one bit if we, you know, just gave him some reps in game reps. And then if the game gets out of hand, pull him. It right. wouldn't bother me one bit, but if they're not playing for anything at that point, they're, they're don't play. Yeah. Cause you're all your stars going to be out anyway at that point. So if they're not playing for any kind of playoff positioning or division or anything like that, now, if it's for the one seed, I think it's they got to do it. So, now it's time for Talking Two Tones Fan of the Week. Hey guys, uh, we are joined today by the infamous AJ Brown wide receiver one season on Twitter. And so uh, go ahead and give him a follow. He has some really great takes on everything Tennessee Titans. Um, his Twitter handle is at AJBWR1SZN. Um, like I said, he he's good, gives some great takes. He's a great fan. You can tell he's passionate about it. Um, but welcome to the show, AJ. I'm going to call you AJB. <laughs> all right how how's everyone doing how are you guys doing i'm, I'm oh, honored man. to be on here man oh, man we're excited to have you yeah so um all right all right ajb we're gonna we're gonna start you off with some questions all right um, how long you been a titans fan your favorite Tennessee titans memory and your favorite titans player of all time all right let's see um I've been a Titans fan since I was about seven years old and I'm 20 now so about 13 years, maybe a little bit more than that, a little bit longer than that. And my favorite memory uh, with the Titans, probably uh, Chris Johnson's 2,000-yard season. That Mm -hmm. season was just – it was amazing to me. It just made me fall in love with Tennessee Titans football even more. Like, it was just crazy to witness that, especially that was like – when I was first getting into football, getting into Titans football, and being able to witness a back that's just so great, it just made me want to made me want to become a super fan, and it just carried with me through all these years. Nice, nice. So I'm guessing CJ Two K is your favorite player then, Uh or is it AJB? All time, all time, yeah. Current, current. I'd have to choose, but I have. I have a couple of different current favorite players on the squad right now because there's so many good personalities on the team. It's just it's just hard to pick one, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Great All responses right. there. Great responses. I love the CJ two K season too. It was a it was a tough season. Uh, didn't we finish eight and eight that year? If I'm not if 
what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Within the same eight that season, and it Started was after it was the season after our uh, the um, thirteen and three division around, yeah, division around exit. That 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 season was just crazy. I was going into the next season, uh, hoping for so much more, and then we just started off so rough, and then we got it going a little bit, and it was just it was fun to watch, even though we weren't as good as the year before. It was a fun season to watch. Watch them get those allocates. Yeah, I, I believe we finished. We started zero and six that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's then, terrible. Then they put in Vy, baby. They benched old Kerry Collins. Yeah, and put in Vince Young, and Man. then he. Then, then he led that uh, game-winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's my favorite memory right there. That, game, <laughs> that, that was mine. That was mine. One, one A. Okay. So I was, I was with my, I was with my uh, family that game. We were in the living room watching. It. it was me, my brother, my two cousins, my dad, and my uncle. And they were just like, "This game is over already." Like <laughs> they're trying to turn it off, and I'm like, "I'm just over there, like." It's Titans football. Anything could happen, and I'm just trying to watch this game. And we all know what we all witnessed that day. <laughs> that shit was yeah. so crazy, man. What? It was. It was what? awesome. Yeah, that was my favorite memory too. I think. I think I'm 99 yards. I start. I mean, Vince Young, Bo Scape had a couple of clutch catches that drive. And that that catch Kenny Britt made in the back of the end zone was just. It was mind blowing to me. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. All right, now. Uh, all right, AJB, time time for some trivia. All right, keep it coming. I'm ready. All righty. Um, Tyler, do you want to lead it off or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I'll lead it off. All right, you got so, it. Um, so, AJB, as we're calling you, um, who are the top three in total receiving yards in Tennessee Titans history, excluding older history? The top three in total receiving yards in Tennessee Titan history. Ah, that's a tough question. That's it a is tough a tough one. one. It is a tough one. I, I, never, I can't believe who it is either. So, because we haven't had any crazy receivers while I've been watching until AJ Brown. So, it's a it's a tough question. Hmm. Let's see. One of them, I'd go with Delaney Walker. Maybe he's one fourth. The, he's fourth. fourth. Damn. So you're close on that. Three. He's fourth. You said top three, right? Right. Uh, so, well, that was my first guess. Another guess would be, hmm, let's see, so many players to think of. Maybe Kevin Dyson. No, he's not in there. I'll give you one. Well, I'll give you one hint. The other guy in the uh, miracle. Oh, okay, okay. Frank Wycheck. Frank Wycheck is two. Um, you got any guesses on the other two? Okay, the other two, let's see. Hmm. Are they can you give me like a hint on maybe like what years they played by any chance? Um one played with Matt Hasselbeck and the other played with Steve McNair. Okay, let's see. Is one of them Nate Washington? Well, Nate Washington is three. Okay. And then let's see, number one. Played with Steve McNair. Uh, his career out with the Ravens. Why do I know this, but I can't think of the <laughs> name? I can't think of the name right now. Oh my god! I got uh, it. I know who it is. Derek Mason. 
Derek Mason, yeah. So Derek Mason is one with six thousand one hundred fourteen yards. Frank Wycheck is second with four thousand nine hundred fifty eight yards. Nate Washington is third with four thousand five hundred ninety one yards. That is, I would not have. I would have picked Derek Mason one, but the other two, I would have never guessed those two being the top two, three receiving yardage leaders. I knew it was Derek Mason, man. I should have said it. It was at the <laughs> it was at the tip of my tongue, and I was just I was trying to think. I was trying to think, and it just. I was on put on the spot. Oh yeah, these questions head. aren't yeah they're not rehearsed. Yeah, guys. So it it was a tough question. So I should go ahead and hit him with yours, man. All righty. So mine's gonna be a little bit easier than right. um, than Tyler's. Who are the top three rushing yard leaders in Tennessee Titans history, excluding Oilers? Okay, so. If it's not the three that I think it is, then I'm just dumb. But I'd say Chris Johnson, Derrick Henry, and Eddie George. Yeah, if you exclude Earl Campbell, it goes – it would make – Eddie George is number one regardless. Yeah. Um, and then it would make Chris Johnson two, and he had uh, 7,965 yards. And then yeah. Derrick Henry – Derrick Henry could have passed him this year. He has 6,797. Derrick's going to – Derek's gonna be number one when it's all said and done, 100%. in my opinion. Man, I'm that that day we woke up to that injury news of Derrick Henry. I was so sad, man. I spent that little, like half the that, day in bed. <laughs> that little that little rat, Adam Schefter. That little rat, Adam Schefter. He wanted to just get the story out first instead of doing his damn fact checking. He said it was a season-ending injury, and then Ian Rappaport actually did some good goddamn work. And came out with a timeline, bullcrap. I, I can't what, stand that. That's what I'm here. saying, man. I feel like the national media never gives us any respect, whether that's our superstars getting injured or us, you know, going on a five-game win streak versus playoff teams from last year. Like they don't care about the Tennessee Times, and I think it's going to be like that until you know we win the Super Bowl. And I feel like that plays a part in how they cover us too. You know, they don't try to put as much attention on us, like for our injuries or anything like I haven't seen many like much national media cover like AJ Brown's injury or even when Julio was hurt they weren't covering his injury much they were just talking about the Titans like we have a full-ass healthy roster you know it's just kind of it's kind of crazy to me like how when another team's superstar top player goes out that's all they talk about but when we when we lose someone they 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 can't see the facts over there. But I feel like that's because Vrabel's also done a great job with people who've been hurt and winning games while while being short bodies. So I feel like that's one reason that they don't mention it. But that that should also they should mention that in Vrabel's name and give him credit for that, but they don't do that either. So just something that aggravates me on that end. I yeah, solid, I agree solid points there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's see. All right, let's let's get some predictions on this Pittsburgh Steelers game. Let's let's everybody try and give like three points, th- three things we want to see happen. Um, AJB, uh, you lead us off, and then give us a score. All right. So first thing I want to see happen, I want to see the Bud Dupree designated to return from IR. I want to see that this week sometime because I want him to get some in-game reps in, and it'd be great seeing him play his former team and try to get some sacks, try to make some plays next or this weekend. So that's one thing. 
another thing is um their defense I feel like is really good is a really good run defense and I feel like we we're gonna have to pass the ball more to win the game I think that's just my opinion from what I've seen recently watching a couple Steelers games that have been on TV so I think I think getting the passes pass game going is going to be and the play calls that we make to get the pass game going, you know, obviously because we haven't really in the – I don't even know the last time I saw us take a downfield shot more than 40, 50 yards was like probably that Seattle game, maybe like a week or two after that, but probably the Chiefs game when A.J. Brown had that those two long catches. But other than that, for this for the most part this season, we haven't had many, you know, downfield plays. So I feel like – this is a perfect game late in the season. Gain some momentum right there. A.J. Brown is still out. Henry's still out. You can get Julio Jones, get some confidence, get his snap count up a little bit more, give him some confidence on the field, get some more confidence in NWI, make some plays. We could get our tight end set up on screens. We That's the one thing that I want to see more, more tight end screens and more running back screens because those – have gone a long way for us, even on third and long situations this year, have been really clutch for us in some opportunities. So I'd like to see more of that early on in the games, you know, and just build build off of that, you know, just have have more of a have more of a wide variety of our playbook displayed instead of just, you know, a trap play and then a regular play action play that gets blown up because the pass pass. And that brings me to the third thing I want to see for from this game is that has to get better. And I know it's a tough line to get better against, especially if TJ Watt is playing with that groin injury, but it's just it has to start at some point because they've been terrible on pass protection all year, man. And there's been some games that it's like, oh, okay, okay, they might bounce back. But then the very next game is the same as it was before. So I think that's the third key in this weekend's game because I would I, I don't think there are any keys defensively because our defensive guys have balled out it doesn't matter who's on the field yeah we had a like two game stretch three game stretch right there that they played a little rough but that's because a lot of keys key guys were missing but as we're getting those back I don't think the defense has much to improve on with the with the healthy guys back offensively though pass protection and play calling my two biggest things right there. My big three keys here for what I want to see in the game is I want to see the offensive line protect Tannehill. And if they don't, spe- more specifically, if David Quasenberry doesn't get his shit together, I want them to yank him out of the game and I want them to put the rookie in the game. And this might be a flaming hot take. And, you know, the rookie might not be ready or whatever. But in my, in my opinion, you know, I've defended David Quasenberry for pretty much as long as I can. Um, but at some point, you've got to yank him out and let the young guy learn. Um, that's key number one. Key number two is um, I want to see Roger Saffold, and I want to see every single Tennessee Titans player be healthy for the game. Um, I, we cannot afford to see anything else, and that goes along with Bud Dupree coming back. That would be huge for us. Um, and then number three, the most important thing, in my opinion, on how to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers is if we can contain Najee Harris – uh, and by contain, I mean both in the passing game and in the running game. The running game, their offensive line is dog shit. 
But in the passing game, Ben gets the ball out so quickly, and a lot of the time it goes to to Najee or Deontay Harris or you know Claypool or um, Ray Ray McLeod and all these other guys, and they're running these short underneath routes, like four or five yards, and then they're cutting. Um, if we can bottle Najee Harris up and you know contain him, their whole offense is going to crumble. Um, it runs through him in a similar way, in my opinion, than McCaffrey's the the McCaffrey did the McCaffrey scheme blah over there in Carolina does. Um, those are my big three. Stop Najee Harris, protect Ryan Tannehill. Um, everybody stay healthy. Yeah, right, so, uh, those okay. solid keys. Mine are uh, the number one to uh, win the turnover battle, of course. we got to stop turning the ball over in offense. It showed this week against the Jaguars. What we can do if we do, win that turnover differential uh, and not turn it over at all, actually. Number two is um, – Win time possession. We got to stay on the field longer. Got to get more yardage. Uh, the Titans can't afford to go 269 yards this week and probably win the game with this defense. And Pittsburgh's offense is it's not great, but it's better than Jacksonville's. And at number three, um, defense has got to keep balling out. Uh, got to keep getting pressure on Big Ben. If we get pressure on Big Ben. The run. If we can, if we can sack Big Ben two to three times, maybe four times, we'll probably win the game with those other two keys. So. I think the Titans win this. Uh, if they want to win the game, they're going to have to win it smash mouth, and that's the keys to win. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And to what you were saying about Quisenberry, man, I agree 100%. The only, the only thing is I don't know why they won't put Dylan Radunes in. Um, I feel like the only way for him to get better is to get actual in-game reps. You know, it can't be that terrible to the point where – they just can't even put him in for a snap on offense, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on in that situation, but I hope to see him in, let him get some confidence too. And I agree with shutting Najee down too. That's that's key. Deontay Johnson's playmaker as well, but I feel like if we shut down those quick passes, then we'll mm-hmm. be good on that too. We can't play ten yards off the ball. We have to press on the line. If we press on the line, I think we'll be good try to because they have not really had many downfield passes this year most of it's just been the you know dump off front after catch so as long as we're good and and we have been really good on that in in that situation all years defensively so I feel like we're good on that end yeah uh so yeah yeah I mean Ben Roethlisberger's got a noodle for an arm so I don't think I mean he's (laughs) He's not going to threaten us downfield, and we're not going to get beat downfield. I think I want to. I want to see a lot of you know, a little bit of man zone, a little you know, give them give them different looks, you know, and rally to the football. Um, we're going to have to tackle extremely well, uh, but I think Tennessee wins. Tennessee wins a close game in, in the beginning, and they pull away late. Um, I see a Tennessee twenty-three to uh, Pittsburgh thirteen kind of game, twenty-three thirteen Tennessee. Me, I think our defense is going to force Big Ben into a lot of mistakes. I think he's going to turn the ball over three to four times Sunday. Wow. And I also feel like we're going to have a little jolt on offense this week, especially if TJ Watt is out. I feel like we'll be a little better on pass protection and get that going a bit. And if all of those things line up, I feel like we could end up with about a 34 to 17 victory. Okay. Right. Well, I hope you're right there, but uh, my uh, maybe maybe thirty four thirteen. 
Give oh, wow. Oh, he takes <laughs> oh, some more man. points up. Oh, man. It's always tough to go to Hinesfield and win, especially in December when it's going to be really cold or a warm-weather team going up there. So, and it's no, always... I feel like the, the only reason I feel like that is because we run the ball really well, and their offense is just not scary at all this year. They – even even last week, they made it a game, but that was all garbage time. You know, we knew that they weren't going to come back and win the game. And if they got people with Chase Claypool's IQ on offense who can't even <laughs> who can't even get the ball lined up Let's when, celebrate. when you don't even have 45 seconds on the clock and you're down eight, I don't I don't feel threatened by that team at all. You know? Yeah, I guess so. It kind of feels like kind of feels like the locker room mentality is just all over the place in there, and it's exactly the opposite for Tennessee so I feel like it's just I feel like it's just an easy win we got to go out there and take care of business yeah that being said I, I still like trust Mike Tomlin and uh, he's been there a long time and he, he's a culture guy too and maybe they correct some of their problems you know they've got an extra three days rest because they played on Thursday night last week and it, like mm-hmm. like I said the Titans have historically struggled in Heinz Field so I'm gonna go with a close slobber knock the game. I'm going Titans 20, Steelers 17, and I think Fat Randy gets us a, a field goal to win the game to, you know, get everybody back on his side. So, I think it's going to be 2017 with a game-winning field goal. Fat Randy is such a tease, man. He, 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 man. Makes, me, he makes me so excited, and then he does some dumb shit for like one and a half games, and then he'll kick a game winner. Dude, right. three three weeks three weeks straight. I'm like, okay, I'm still tripping every time Fat Randy goes out for a field goal. And then I finally tweet, I finally tweet, okay, I'm finally confident in Fat Randy's ability to kick and get us through games. Like we finally got a kicker. And then right after I tweet that, the very next game, he just trash, trash. He starts <laughs> missing everything. God, Extra really. points, thirty yarders, forty yarders, and like that was a huge moment. In, in New England too, I'm not gonna lie, but we don't got to get into that. That's in the past already. So, I think he, I think he has some heroics this week because it's going to be windy up there, and I think he really solidifies his spot as our place kicker going forward. So, I think he gets us a win. I'd love you. to see it. I'd love to see it. That'd give him a bit more confidence too. So, I'd love to see that. You are putting a lot of pressure on that man, Tyler. Hey, <laughs> you are putting a lot. You are I believe a lot. in the guy. We haven't. I mean, we haven't had any kind of consistency at kicker in the what the last. Five years, maybe. So yeah. uh, since, since we lost Ryan Suckup, and Ryan Suckup was sometimes was shaky. So I think uh, I'm really excited that Ran- that Fat Randy has been as has been. He's only missed, I think it was four field goals on the season. He's kicked 25 or so, isn't that right? I might be wrong on that, but it's 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 a lot better than people are getting credit for. So I think uh, I think he uh, does. Yeah, we'll was, I agree. He can't do much worse than the last two weeks. No, and that's not factoring in the extra points he's missed. I think he's missed three or four extra points this year. So, God, busting on balls with that. AJB, yeah. man, we really appreciate you being on with us, buddy. Uh, you did a really good job, had a lot of good insight, and we want to have you on again if you want to come on. So, we really man, appreciate your time, I, buddy. Thank you guys for having yeah. me on. It was actually great. It's my first podcast ever. I really enjoyed doing this. Love to come back on. Hopefully, during playoff time, when King Henry is back. Give us a little bit more to talk about then. Absolutely. Yes, we'll have you back, Absolutely. buddy. Everybody go follow him. Um, his handle is AJBWR1SZN on Twitter. AJ Brown, wide receiver one season. Um, thanks so much for having us on here. Everybody go follow him. Go listen to the podcast. 
He did a fantastic job. Um, Got to get you back on here, big guy. All right, man. I thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I love tighten to up, man. Tighten, tighten up, up, man. Tighten up, man. Bleed two tone blue, baby. Let's go. Tighten up. Let's get it. Let's All get right, it. man. Now let's get you rich, kids. All right, guys. This is one of our favorite segments to do on the pod. Uh, me and Asher uh, pick three games. I guess a spread for you guys, so if you can make a little money, we call this segment Get Rich Kids. Because we want you kids to get rich, man. We want you to make some money. Ain't that right, Asher, you know? You're damn right. You're damn right we do. And we've got, uh, th- we got three – excuse me. We've got three spicy games to pick this week. Um, I believe – is one of these games a Saturday game we're picking? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, we've got a Thursday game, a Saturday game, and a Sunday game to pick for you. So, you can pick these – we pick these games, you watch them. You get to watch each game unfold after we make you some money. And if you make a little money, hey, you know, we're only charged a 10% uh, fee on that. So if you make 100 bucks, just send us 10 bucks over to Talking Two Tone, and uh, we'll appreciate that. We'll get our cash out for you. Just let us know, okay? Okay, uh, Asher, first game we're going to pick is that Thursday night game we just talked about. Uh, the Chiefs are going to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Right now, the Chiefs are three point favorites, which means they would be. Six point favorites in Kansas City at this point of the season, and uh, I think I'm going to take the uh, the Chiefs here uh, to cover. Chiefs, are good man. Uh, they figured this offense out, and they they are they're scary. You know, they could probably make, run, make another run in the AFC. The defense is playing really well. Which who oh, would have thought that five weeks ago? Uh, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go with the Chiefs to cover three points. Yeah, I'm going to take the complete opposite route. I'm behind on these picks against Tyler. I'm losing them. So, I'm going to go Chargers money line. I don't even want the three points. They could, You know, we're, we're going to go Chargers outright to beat the Chiefs. You know, there's been all that talk in the offseason about the Chargers are coming. They are coming for the throne of the AFC West. And you know what? I think they're going to do it. I believe in Justin Herbert. I believe in Keenan Allen. I believe in Mike Williams. I don't care who the running back is because Justin Herbert has got a cannon. And I really want to see those guys throwing bombs down the field. Oh, baby, that's juicy, Asher. That is a juicy pick. Taking the Chargers to take the lead in the AFC West and the money, people. Asher is uh, starting out on fire. So, next game. Uh, oh, just recap. I went Chiefs to cover three points. Asher went and picked the Chargers to win outright. Okay. Next game. The Patriots traveling to Indianapolis to play the sorry Colts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hate the Colts. Um, but for once in my life, I, and this is going to sound – makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Listen here, Titans fans. It would benefit us greatly in the grand scheme of things if the Colts would beat the Patriots. Now, I know it doesn't sound like you want it to happen – but as soon as the Colts beat the Patriots there, it bolts us up into the one seed in the AFC, AFC overall. The magic number is two for us to win the division. We're going to win the division. It doesn't matter how it happens. <sighs> I want the Colts to win, but I think the Patriots are going to win. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, 
We have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.